0: That's getting cut out. <laughs> that is so getting cut Good luck. out.
1: That has been so interwoven. In I will find a way.
0: Episode. That, that is Get true, this it. is the first time you it's forgot okay. it completely I
1: remember the second episode of Stick It in your ear hole, we recorded like the whole thing yeah, and then, then found out that it was, it was gone.
0: Oh no. <laughs> so
1: we we were trying to like recap everything that was yeah. said so it makes sense. That's
0: my <laughs> biggest fear is one of these days that Parker will just send over the uh unedited, messy. unedited. And it'll just one. be like silence. Yep, and it'll just be silence and be going, what actually I kinda had a scare like that last week where I couldn't update the drop like every time. Uh, every, every time that, like, I tried to download it from the Dropbox, um, it would just give me, like, Error!
2: Cannot open thing. Ooh. I'm like,
0: oh, shit, that's not good. <laughs> like... It's 3 in the morning And I'm panicking Like can I get a hold of Parker can Oh I yeah I Parker?
2: was I was assuming that worked out Okay Because you didn't email yeah, me back Yeah
0: I didn't email you back Going God no What well, are we going to do Okay
1: it worked out Because the episode's out So yeah, it's Mystery total. solved well,
2: I don't know if it did Parker Mystery solved I don't know if Parker? we did Literally there's Mystery no, solved There's no listeners That would tell us It's not blank audio <laughs> That's true Hey Well there's at least <laughs> However I listen So <laughs> Yeah I but you know. and Chris Were there So you could When you hit play You would just be replaying the memory. Yes. Holy
1: crap, you're right. <laughs> wow. Like I can't prove that mind. that's not what I do. I just <laughs> There mind. are times where I'm like, I don't even remember us saying that. <laughs> I wonder if I'm just imagining <laughs> that this is what went on.
0: Well, anyway. Anyway, everybody. Welcome to Enter the Critic. We had
1: a great intro. Yeah. Funny, I wonderful deleted, intro. But it was lost. Uh, yeah. to we recap. talked about
0: yeah, Parker sexually harassing himself.
2: Yeah, right. Parker dick.
1: talked about how he sent himself dick pics.
2: Yeah. Um, and and like like we also... Site. We also noted that we are re- recording on Halloween, even though you're not going to hear it for much later, and we're going to start calling all movies boobies. From yes, now
1: on. which sounds like boobies. Right, that's right. So that's right. we're a mature movie. So podcast. just remember Parker sending himself dick pics, boobies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, a
0: match man.
2: made in heaven.
0: <laughs> man, this podcast is going places. <laughs> grade eight. To pilot. the gutter.
2: Direct. <laughs> Do not pass, go. <laughs> <laughs> Special <laughs> delivery <laughs> to the gutters.
1: <laughs> uh, what do we do here? I don't,
2: I don't
0: know. <laughs> I don't know. You guys true? are getting this mixed up with sticking in your oh, hole, apparently. Oh, dang it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway, this is under the Critic, a podcast where each week we talk about movies, both new and in theaters. This week's uh, movies are Carrie and Ender's Game. I'm Chris Klump. With me, as always, is Matt Schaefer.
2: And... Parker, oh no, another error. I actually, I've been recording. Oh, Oh, you've been recording? I've been recording this awful nonsense that we've been doing. Oh no, that's the worst mistake. Four months.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've accidentally been recording (laughs) this shit. (laughs) What a horrible mistake. We've been releasing this. (laughs) Parker's sitting here thinking, I've I've wasted 25 (laughs) hours of my life. (laughs) Well, before we get into uh, the movies... Let's get into some news. Parker, you, mean, hit you, mean, me. you mean you mean you mean I got news. You mean the boom. The, the, <laughs> the, the, no. I'm First off,
2: to call that? news that's very relevant oh, snap. to this particular show. Oh, oh, snap. Due to our theater Netflix dual episode. Yes. Netflix wants big movies for theaters and streaming simultaneously.
0: Well, okay. Well, all right, but to
2: to quote to quote a
1: great man, whose name may or may not be Bob Dylan. I'm pretty sure he's the one that said it. Okay. You can't always get what you that's want. That's the Rolling that's Stones. the Rolling Stones, yes.
2: <laughs> but sometimes and you just line, might find, you, you get what you, what you need. need. And that's why I said
1: may or may not be Bob Dylan, because I honestly wasn't sure, and clearly I was wrong.
0: All right. Well, I know, I'm, or at least I'm pretty sure we have, we have conflicting opinions on this. Matt, I, I,
1: No. I'm. I know my opinion is yours. I think it's totally a bad idea.
2: Okay. All right. Sweet. Mm. All right. But uh, do you not have um, at least love for the idea of what happens with on demand with like the smaller titles? Okay. Like all right. titles from Tomorrow and all that stuff. Smaller like... titles is fine because
1: it's going to help those movies, right? But as far as ever big like blockbuster movies being released in the, like uh, the same day on Netflix, that would kill movie theaters. Yeah. Like it would.
2: Yeah. It re- yeah, yeah, right it would because because those crappy like uh paranormal activity movies wouldn't get anybody going out to see them cuz those are fine to watch in your house right. by yourself. Yeah. You know, they're sp- even better to watch in your house with no one else around. Actually,
0: yeah, it's probably way more You in- know,
2: it's probably scarier.
1: Well, and here's here's the 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 sad reality is that a lot of people even a lot of the time myself included when you have a nice home theater with surround sound, nice, you know, whatever, fifty inches. That you spent a lot of TV money on Honestly, a lot of the time you're gonna say, Oh, I am not going out right. to a theater with a bunch of people that smell and I don't like and that might cool. talk see it. That at might first,
0: talk, yeah. that
2: might like yes. chew loudly, at, at first
0: I was all I was like, Yeah, that's a great idea, so I can watch movies at home and then I realized that I just went to see Psycho. For a one-day showing, I went before work, and it was literally me and one other human being sitting in the theater. And I'm like, I could have watched this at home, but instead I wanted to see it on the big screen with surround sound. And that is
1: because you are a true movie watcher. And I am, uh, honestly, at the root of it, I am. I do still appreciate that experience. However flawed and sometimes annoying it is, there is something intangibly, it's nostalgic because yeah, I've, exactly. I grew up with it and it it does harken back to like a great you know American uh, social thing which is mm-hmm. going to a movie theater see a film you know even if you don't like the people that you're around you're still around them and it's a very social event however not uh, increasingly that's becoming less and less with American culture because of the right, advent of exactly. the home theater
0: and um, and that yeah. and you have a a big divide of people who feel that, all right, we're at a, we're at a theater, cell phones should be off, I shouldn't be checking them, and right. then you have people who want actual sections of the theater where it's like, okay, this is a cell phone zone. Right, we this can, is the talkie talk yeah, section. Yeah, we can we can yeah. talk and we can tweet and we can check our Facebooks while we're watching a movie, which I think is stupid. However,
2: but you might be able to live tweet it, and then everybody's uh, nobody, so excited. Unless Chris, you're Patton
0: Oswald. nobody fucking cares about your live tweets. Hey,
1: here's the reality, though there may, there may come a time that in order to stay in business theaters will do oh that. yeah
0: and that's the thing bottom line theaters are going to allow whatever they have to to make money right um and this idea here with Netflix like you like like, like you said parker uh and 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 Matt, you also kind of reiterated i really like the idea of this for indies love the idea for this for independent films um and stuff that isn't getting a wide release theatrically i'd love it, sure. if it got a wide release Netflix yeah um
2: but they are they I mean this article is talking about not living two independent films. movies yeah but it, the other thing is this summer Steven Spielberg in an interview um was set, talking about um the the future of the film industry and he was saying that like he can see that the film industry might be like headed for like an implosion and he actually like there's a quote where he said something about in the future you, you're going to have to pay $25 for the next Iron Man movie, but you'll only have to pay like $7 to see Lincoln. Like it might go down that road because mm, right. like you're going to go down a road where there's like the budgets are too high and they're not recouping the expenses, but they need to, but you know, th- there's a lot so, of things So that we are,
1: would see like mm. an actual, uh, I don't know what's the word, like contextual price. Right. Price yeah, like a pay it, grading it,
2: depending it, yeah. on the budget. And then George Lucas... Uh, Mentioned that he thinks that eventually movies like Lincoln would disappear from theaters. You know, the Lincolns would and disappear just be and, for and, the and online television or the on-demand, on demand, mm-hmm. Netflix, other right. things, and then and then you know you'd see Avengers in theaters, you'd see Batman, and th- you know you'd see the big blockbuster movies in theaters, and then you wouldn't. Bother going to I, see, I-,
0: I could see it going the other way too, where the the major multiplexes would be in some form of financial trouble. But the small, like, repertory houses would be doing okay.
1: Well, they're already barely making any money. Well, so, but, but, what, but, but I, times, what I'm saying is, yeah. like, that would... like right. I, I, I
0: could see it shifting where it's like, okay, now it's going to be kind of chic to go to a small one- or two-screen sure. theater to see a small movie. With more
1: atmosphere. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, compared to these big multiplexes where, I mean, what Penn Cinema has what? a dozen screens, maybe more.
1: I think they're, yeah. I think they're up to, like, 15. I think yeah, it's, like 15. it's a lot.
2: Yeah, like
0: yeah. Yeah, but yeah,
1: Not including better. the IMAX. So. Yeah.
0: Or or it could go that IMAX is the way that, I mean, just well, bigger and more, and and more yeah, a spectacle. I, I've,
1: I've, I think we've talked about that before, that I, I, I think that eventually all theaters, you know, this is pretty far in the future, but I think there will come a time where IMAX is pretty much standard. standard yeah. Because that at least, and who knows, maybe even something bigger and better, because right. that creates more of a separation between the home theater. Right. Exactly. Because no matter yeah, it's how big like, your it's, home theater is, it doesn't really compare It's like to what
2: happened with arcades. You know, like, the arcade was a, an awesome thing because you were playing something that you couldn't afford at home. Right. So you could go and pay 25 cents to enjoy something that would literally cost you thousands of dollars. Right. Because the technology was so new and, like, so expensive. But, like, as it went on, and consoles slowly... You know, came more, more, surpassed of... arcades. Then all of a sudden, arcades all just died out because yeah. it's right. like, oh, I could just spend sixty bucks on this game, play wow, it forever. So made, well, it makes I, me
0: so sad the idea that theaters might just disappear, like the arcade has. Uh, uh, like, arcade's
2: haven't disappeared.
1: They're they have it, more but, of, a... but they're like what Chris is saying, yeah. repertory houses. They're and like it, small, you know,
2: independently owned. You know, and they're and they have a retro focus. If like that's the, yeah. you know, it's not yeah. about like no one. There's no like. Except for the boardwalk. There's no, like, arcades where new arcade machines are right. being released. They're
0: all small, you know? run by people who are passionate about yeah.
2: it. Like, the, the ones at the boardwalk, you get, like, one new game. The rest are all ticket gets, you know? Like, yeah. The, yeah. you know, skee-ball type, you know, whatever. Things where you're going to get tickets or other such waste, time wasters, cranes and such. But anyway, you know, it's just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's It's possible, but I feel like... What you could see is a shift where there's like a more realistic approach to giant budget films and how they get released and mm-hmm. how much they cost and all that yeah, kind of stuff, you yeah. know? So yeah. I don't know. Who I could, knows? I could see it going. Because, like, even it, Spielberg even said that that Lincoln was like dangerously close to becoming. Uh, an HBO film, hmm. like when they just released on HBO, right. and then they didn't. You know, they ended up going, and I mean, it got nominated for an Oscar, which would have been impossible because right. that's not how yeah. you can you can't get nominated for an Oscar. But again,
1: that's that's something that'll probably change, like within right. the next five years. Oh, it's yeah, because there's so yeah. many good films being released yep. straight on on demand. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, so anyway, that that's the first bit of news. I thought that was relevant to mm-hmm. us, but um. We also got the Evil Dead remake writer and director no longer developing a sequel. What? Really? Uh, the evil, evil Dead remake director Feed Feed? Have fun with that one. Feet Fede Alvarez dropped a bomb last week saying that Sam Raimi would direct Army of Darkness 2, which Bruce Campbell would likely return for. Um, the remake's co-writer recently spoke and revealed that he and Alvarez left the sequel months ago. Oh, oh, that's that a really shame. Ups- yeah. oh, that, that's a shame.
0: Now
1: I wonder if this means that just Raimi will be even more involved.
0: Hmm? Who be. knows? I mean, I know, I know ramy like 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 you just said, he he has been talking about doing Army of Darkness too. I I can't see him revisiting horror again. Yeah. Um, because he tried. Oh, that's that. true. And,
1: and to be honest. I know I don't want to revisit this too much because we already talked about yes. it in the review, but the tone of the remake is different even than the original. Yeah, absolutely. Evil Dead, which is the most horrific Evil Dead, but the remake is even more, by many accounts, horrific. At yeah. least in a, in the sense of being shocking and kind of, kind of mean. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so if if Raimi would take a more you know. Superseded role that would like change things,
2: and and from what well, I understand, let me just tack in there is there is an update that when I scrolled down, that um that uh, feed Alvarez I guess responded uh, that there may have been a lost in translation there because it's the co writer was the one who dropped this bomb right right so it said and he just responded to somebody on Twitter saying don't believe everything you read online. So it could be oh, that maybe okay. just oh, the okay, Alvarez right. guy might still gotcha. be involved. Maybe the other guy got kicked off. Maybe right, he's bitter. Right. Hmm, maybe he just said something. So yeah. interesting. But anyway, so but, it yeah. At least it's it's like yeah, I don't know why they would, unless, going on. Yeah, unless
1: there was a big falling out or something. I mean, right. you would think they would really want to do that. I mean, yeah. it was pretty successful by all. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Marks
0: but cause. no, I I I could not picture Ramey going back to horror for, for, again I, I could be wrong about this but from what I've read and and interviews and stuff like that that I've, I've heard um, Ramey only did a horror film he only did Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 because it was something that he knew he could get financed like horror was easy to get financed in right. the 80s so he was like I'll just do a horror film um, and he likes doing just
1: horror esque stuff but not yeah. like but like but he, yeah.
0: he he's also likes being obviously likes being silly and he likes having yeah. like the comedy even drag
1: me to hell which by all accounts was his like revisitation into horror right was still really funny
0: and that kind of flopped and that's another reason why i don't think he's gonna want to go back yeah. to doing horror it's a great
2: movie though it is good but yeah it's definitely it, not it, it, it didn't it didn't, it didn't make make do well yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um so this next bit of news is Really, just for Chris. I don't know how many other people are going to be saying. Oh, ascending. here it
0: comes. What, what, what do we got?
2: Takashi Mike will be making a Yakuza film, and Tom Hardy is officially on board. <clears> Takashi <throat> Mike is Ichi the Killer and 13 Assassins. Ooh. Oh, I, I, uh, I like 13 Assassins. So, yeah, so Such those both... Ichi the Killer is very good, too. And, if you haven't seen it, you should you know. definitely check that out. It's a little bit rough because it's, it's one of his early films, but it's it's really good. But anyway, it's uh it's Tom Hardy... Um, Playing at a former American GI joins the yakuza shortly after World War II. So that sounds, that awesome. sounds, that sounds incredible. Awesome. Sounds awesome.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so. Uh, yeah, Th- Thirteen Assassins is such a good film. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it it it's 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 definitely in my top of just samurai films in general. I loved it. Wow. Um, because you've seen quite a few. Yeah, and and. I just—I was just blown away by it. I—I I, I love when it first came out. People complained like, "Ugh." so much talking like yeah it's a samurai film right
2: have you not seen it? it's not a kung fu film yeah right? kung fu <laughs> films are different than samurai <laughs> films samurai films are almost Bruce always lee <laughs> it,
0: samurai films are very much like westerns a good right. samurai film is 95 percent dialogue and five percent quick fight scenes that and are over really fast and,
1: and a lot of that five percent is like the last 10 minutes exactly <laughs> although in yeah. the case of 13 assassins it's like the last 25 that, which is nice that that
0: yeah and and but a lot of people thought all samurai films were like Thirteen Assassins, where you have a thirty-minute fight scene at the right. end that's this huge spectacle. Almost never. Right. I mean, look <laughs> at look at like what. in my, my favorite samurai film is Yojimbo. Right. Um, I think maybe ten minutes total yeah. of fight scenes, and most of that is just the dude walking up and just like whipping his sword out once, cutting the dude's throat, and just putting it right back in. <laughs> <and see. laughs> like, and he's like, "Yeah, I just did that." What? <laughs>
1: Well, oh, and that's—I mean—I believe that's pretty realistic. I mean, it's not oh, yeah. like yeah. samurai duels would be long, you know, not like you'd see in like an anime where you're like exchanging blows back and ding, 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 no, ding. no, it's mean, like one guy's faster than the other and he kills him.
0: Yeah, you might get a a, a parry, yeah, maybe two parries, and then you're dead.
2: <laughs> yeah, so,
0: but that's exciting. I'm I'm really looking forward to, that. and Tom yeah. Hardy is just
2: yeah, awesome, great. Yeah, so far he's. He's on route to be like a an, another great actor, mm-hmm. up and coming. Yep. Uh, just another quick thing in the excitement leading up to the Avengers. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson of Kick Ass is signed on to be Quicksilver. Really? Yeah. yeah. So that's we get. It. He'll finally break over into actual superhero. Oh from, yeah. Okay. <laughs> from fake superhero from into fake superhero. legit superhero. Nice. So. nice. I, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know how much you know about. Quicksilver. Quicksilver is very little. Magneto's son um, of Magneto. Yep. And there's some cool stuff there. I don't know how much they'll go into because brother
0: of Scarlet Scarlet Witch. Witch.
2: I don't know how much they'll go into with Magneto concerning. They can't really do. (laughs) Now I I
1: think I've read that they will insinuate the relation, but they probably won't go into the character much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean,
2: that's what's going to happen when you're moving into these Avenger films and more of these larger larger universe, Marvel Universe films, is that you're going to have these connections that start coming through with Spider-Man and X-Men, and it's going to be tough to... The biggest ones, the
1: Fantastic Four, because they, like, bleed into every major story. Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: So
0: yeah, that's pr- I mean that's it. Well, that's a good uh, that's a good it's a good segue uh, into, our yeah, into our trailers. Uh, let's uh, one of the first trailer we saw this uh, this week was X Men: Days of Future Past.
1: The ultimate X Men ensemble fights a war for survival of the species across two time periods in X Men: Days of Future Past. The characters from the original X Men film trilogy join forces with their younger selves from the X-Men first-class universe in an epic battle that must change the past to
0: save the future. Well, I am not going to go through everybody in this film, because damn. Well, we'll, let's hit some... uh, Just take
1: everyone from the originals and everyone from X-Men Days of Future Past and then add in other people.
0: One one, uh, individual of note uh, who is new to the franchise, Peter Dinklage. Mhm. Um, I got super excited when I heard Peter Dinklage was going to be in this film. Um, because he's he's Peter Dinklage. Also
1: of note uh, Jennifer Lawrence is taking over Rebecca Romaine Stamos's role as Mystique, which
0: yeah, is, is probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean. So, I think she did a uh Rebecca Romaine did a decent job. A as
0: decent job. Uh but another thing that's uh nice about this is uh Brian Singer is back at the helm uh directing mm-hmm. this. It's
1: going to be int- it, it seems like it's been a long time since we've seen Halle Berry in anything. Of there's no
0: there there's a reason for that. I don't really <laughs> like Halle Berry very
1: much. I have a huge problem with her. I, I kind of understand why she faded a bit into the uh into the
0: limelight. Right. So. So all right, what 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 are your thoughts?
3: I
1: mean, on, uh, there's Past. two lines of thought that sort of go into uh, Days of Future Past. One is, you know, the sort of like buffet lovers theory where like too much of a good thing is still a good thing. Yep. You have all these awesome actors of which, if you can say one thing about the X-Men film franchise, casting has been strong.
0: Casting has been very strong, uh, yes.
1: Both in the old timeline and the new. Yep. So seeing you know seeing all these actors together uh, portraying these characters, which most of them do a great job portraying, could be very exciting. Could make for a pretty remarkable comic book film. Right. On the flip side, you have the Spider-Man Three rule, yeah. which is too much of a good thing is a very very it's bad a jumbled thing mess and a jumbled mess. Uh, and this is a lot. This is a lot. Like these are a lot of characters. There's even new characters, obviously being introduced in addition to all know, the I other ones that we have. I saw I saw yeah. Bishop, and I, that that and that
0: got me a little excited because I do like I do like Bishop.
1: I'm kind of along the lines of as 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 little as I really prefer like two hour plus comic book movies because I feel like comic book movies just shouldn't be that that long. I feel like if this is less than two and a half hours long, it's going to feel super right, rushed. Right. Like there's just going to be too much stuff happening and too many people to introduce and fully flesh out. So
0: after after the disaster that was X3, I disliked X3 so much that I actually did not see First Class because I just didn't care. And
1: First Class is good, and yeah, that's what it's everyone tells me. Everyone's like, "Oh, you should yeah. see it,"
0: and I and I. I do plan on seeing it uh, now that Days is is coming out, um, but that's how much I disliked X three. And part of that was they tried to introduce way too much storyline mm-hmm. and way too many characters all at once. And, and
1: and the big thing for people that you know have some basic knowledge is the the way it cut corners in introducing characters mm-hmm. and and sort of interjecting storylines. It, it, it did it in a way. And obviously you're going to change things when you do comic book movies of well, any kind. It's yeah. not like it's not like the Marvel movies don't do that either.
0: Well, no, they yeah, but, but they do it in a way that is well done. The
1: way in which they did it was so borderline like disrespectful to the source material uh-huh. that that it upset anyone that had a basic knowledge of the comics and, and it just made it seem dumb. I very recently, I think I mentioned in another episode that I did watch X3 again recently on TV on TV. Nonetheless. And it's not you know, it's not the movie itself isn't horrible. It has its moments, but again, it's just like so many of the writing decisions. You just have to scratch your head.
0: And I think I think part of the reason is you, in 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 X Men two, you had Bryan Singer, who is a, a, an, a, an amazing director by all accounts, certainly um,
1: for this style. Yes,
0: and then in X Men Last Stand, you have Brett Ratner, <laughs> who.
1: Who's had I some can't rough, I, more rough patches? Yeah, than bright spots. He's got, he's got
0: a lot. Of, I, I, the only film of his I like is Rush Hour. Yeah, and arguably, whenever you have a director who is working with Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan's directing that part. Yeah, he's going to do a lot, of, do a lot of, of the directing. You just have to. Uh, sit there. To be fair, Red Dragon, pretty I, good. I didn't like Red Dragon. I liked it. I uh, preferred. Uh, I preferred the uh, what was it? Ma- Man I preferred Manhunter.
1: Oh, well, he also did Horrible Bosses, which isn't horrible. I mean, it's not great, but it's pretty funny. He's just a bland guy. Yeah, you director. know what? He, I, I think, think that's what I think that he's, he's not, is, not a even, disaster. Even in his his best films, you're just sort of like, yeah, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, like n- you're none You're not of really films excited great, about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, like he, he either does a, except, a bad job or he does a bland job. And again, job. except
1: maybe for Rush Hour, where a lot of that is just Jackie Chan. Right, exactly. So... Um, yeah, well, well, but but even so, even with Brian Singer back at the helm, even with all these great actors, I I'm staying pretty neutral. Yeah, the I'm... trailer looks great, but it doesn't really show much about the movie. No, uh, it, no. it's it's kind of very short vignettes, etc., which is nice. I don't want to see the whole movie, but it's not enough to really make me definitively say, "Oh yes, this they're going to nail it this time."
0: Right. Uh, the other thing that I'm that I'm kind of lost on, and and, and we can kind of use this to transition into our next trailer um i feel that the honeymoon period for me personally with comic book films over
1: yeah it it takes a lot now i feel to make me get legit like really really excited for a comic book film however something that did that recently which i assume we're going to talk about next is the trailer for captain america the winter soldier let's,
0: let's get into that right now
1: Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Steve Rogers struggles to embrace his role in the modern world and battles a new threat from old history, the Soviet agent known as the Winter Soldier.
0: All right, this film stars Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, and Sam Jackson, of course, as Nick Fury. Um, But uh, new to it that I'm excited about, Robert Redford has come on the cast.
1: Which I feel is so fitting for... The kind of movie that this is because in his later life Robert Redford in my eyes is kind of known as as being a part of like the political thriller genre oh yeah and that's definitely what what has me excited about this movie and everything that I've read about it and what I've seen in the trailer is that by all accounts this is going to be a very action-packed uh political thriller and when done well, I really enjoy those kinds mm-hmm. of movies, right. and I think fusing, you know, the Marvel comic book universe into into that kind of genre, especially, of course, if you're going to do that, you're going to do that with Captain America. Oh, of course. Because a lot of people don't realize Captain America, like the later years, after like he w- stopped being a propaganda piece for like WW2, right? Uh, writers... Didn't really know all the time what to do with him. So they made him kind of a subversive character. Mm -hmm. Uh, He became less about, you know, a propaganda piece or just being a puppet of a government. A more America's reaction to some of the questionable things that the government was doing and some of the harder times in America, such as the Vietnam era, etc., And a lot of the storylines revolve around him kind of reconciling, you know, what does it really mean to be a patriot? What does it mean to be an American? Does it mean just following the, you know, the status quo blindly? Does it mean just being a puppet for whoever wants me to do, you know, go on this mission, etc.? Or does that mean, like, fighting for an ideal that I kind of find on my own? Right, And and you definitely see hints of that uh, coming through just in this trailer, because in the trailer, it seems that he comes to blows with Nick Fury and the pretty uh, controlling, uh, very pertinent for recent American events mm-hmm. such as the NSA, yeah, et the cetera. NSA can... uh, but but in the Marvel universe, Shield is known as being that kind of organization. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're very much uh, questionable good guys. Yeah, uh, absolutely. They, they have their moments where they're very very controlling care very little about privacy of American citizens or
0: superheroes. Yeah, And if that's the case, if that's the route they're going for, this gets me excited because um, even though, the, the like I said, the, the honeymoon period for me is over where I no longer get excited just about a comic book film, it right. needs to be more than that, um, I would like to see comic book films have an, uh, a little more... Not Not that they already aren't legitimate... Have an air of legitimacy about them, and I think uh having actors like robert Redford um involved with this kind of is is a step towards that in in, in a good way um where it this, these aren't just for kids and these just aren't you know these movies aren't just for a, adults that want to have that like 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 everyone complained about Pacific Rim being for fourteen year old boys mm-hmm. um I would like comic book films to have that air of legitimacy something like like that I wanted The Watchmen to have but it just didn't quite get it Um, I would like to see this movie kind of take off in that route
1: yeah and I mean you know speaking of The Watchmen it's one of the only comic book movies that I can think of that had a, a, a decent amount of social commentary and yeah. that was just because of the source material exactly yeah uh, this this movie looks like it could have a decent amount of social commentary right. uh, built into it, which would be very interesting because you don't really see that in most comic book films. If it's there, it's very subtle. Yeah, it's
0: very very not, it, not it, in the background.
1: Yeah, this looks like that that kind of theme of like how how much control in our government is comfortable how right. much it becomes where it's almost crossing over into territories where the american government is our enemy in some ways mm-hmm. uh a lot of that looks like it's going to be a part of this film and uh i don't know the the winter soldier storyline itself is is really cool uh for those of you that don't know anything about it one yeah thing, i know next to
0: nothing about well, it. well
1: so. well the winter well, i don't want to give it away <laughs> because I, I don't want to spoil the movie for people that aren't familiar with the storyline. I will say it will be interesting how they handle it because uh, one character that's central to that storyline, they they barely touched upon in the first Captain America movie. So it'll be interesting to see if there's some more flashbacks used in this, etc. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, so that comes out uh, April of uh, next year. Yep. April so 4th. Look forward to that. Very excited. All right, well, let's, uh, let's move on to our f- first of two features.
1: Yeah, did we say we were going to cover both? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. I
0: said earlier. Uh, so first of two feature presentations. Uh, this week we saw Carrie.
1: Carrie. A reimagining of the classic horror tale about Carrie White, a shy girl outcast by her peers and sheltered by her deeply religious mother, who unleashes telekinetic terror on her small town after being pushed too far at her senior prom.
0: All right, this movie stars Julianne Moore, Chloe Grace Moretz. I always have a hard time pronouncing her last name. Yeah, that's right, Um, as far as I know. And that's about it. Yeah, not too many other other big big names. names I did recognize Judy Greer. Judy Greer, yes, I did recognize her.
1: Judy Greer, who I ne- actually need to look and see some of the. Other she's stuff from
0: the. I I recognize her from The Village and Three Kings. She was also in. She was in What Women Want. Uh, I think I I have a feeling I've seen her on TV. Yeah, she's been in a lot
1: of TV stuff. She was. Uh, oh, she's Kitty on Arrested Development. Uh, she, she, she voices in, she voices Cheryl on Archer with which I never knew that was her. That's fun, yeah. but. Anyway, yeah, she's yeah. you'll you'll definitely recognize her.
0: So Alright, what did you think of Carrie?
1: Well, after the swift realization that this was in fact not a Carrie Underwood biopic <laughs> <laughs> um which did cause <laughs> Did cause a bit of disappointment. I must. Is admit. that why you
0: slumped down so hard in the theater? You were yeah. just like, you were sitting next to, you and you are like, oh god, damn. Uh,
1: I really <laughs> wanted to watch Carrie Underwood. Anyway, <laughs> no, uh, this this film. Well, okay, I I don't know if you recently rewatched the original. I did. Okay, I did not because okay, I, I purposefully wanted to come at this review as someone that. I, I did watch Carrie, the original, but it was years ago. Right. And I honestly, all I can remember are just like images from it. I don't mm-hmm. remember the sp- specific plot points at all, et cetera. Even when I try to compare it with this movie, I have a hard time because I can't remember what happens in that movie that happens okay. in this, et cetera.
0: Wow, it's so, good that you did that and I actually watched. Yeah. yeah the, you said, so it's almost like we planned this.
1: So I came at it more, uh, almost intentionally, with the idea of. How does this movie stand on its own? Right. Disregarding, trying to compare it with the original. And honestly, I think it's pretty good. Okay. I think it's a pretty solid film. It, it definitely has a unique feel about it in that it's not really a horror film. Maybe the last, you, you could say the last 15, 20 minutes are a horror film, but mostly it's a, it's a teenage coming-of-age story and a, and a tragedy, Mm-hmm. It's it's really more tragic than it is scary at any point. I mean, there are horrific things that happen, but there's a lot more things that are just kind of sad. Um and you know, it it just kind of explores the dynamics of of, you know, how kind of high schools work and the cruelties that happen in social right. S- social networks, not to make comparisons to that movie, but social <laughs> networks in high school and and really Anywhere, and how people that are different are kind of you know weeded out, and how some people will try to help, but sometimes they end up getting the shit into the sticks, so
0: now, I-, I thought it was pretty good now i did uh, I did see the original uh, about a week before I went to see um, this one, and I've seen the original several times um, and so comparatively. This film is about the same length as the original. It's about 100 minutes. Um, and I did, I did see some points where they improved on the original, and then there were some other things that I saw where I, I preferred the original to, to the remake. Um, one of the things that I felt was greatly improved with the 2013 carry is the pacing. Um, okay. The 76 carry starts out strong. And then gets just really, really slows down within the first, like after the first like twenty minutes, and then it grinds. Um, I actually talked to a, a, a listener, um, Jim, uh, at work, who was telling me that he he's never seen the original Carrie because he couldn't he couldn't make it to the prom sequence because he was just so bored, and I can totally understand that. Um, there there are times where she's like her, you know making the dress and the you know getting get, getting asked out and stuff it really grinds to a slow halt. Um whereas this one the pacing seems to be a little bit better with her learning how to use uh her um telekinesis. Um the one thing I didn't like oddly enough is I I I I I okay to say I didn't like it is wrong. I preferred um Sissy Spacek uh her portrayal her of Carrie over uh, Chloe Moretz's portrayal of Carrie.
1: Before you go on, how much yes. of that is because Sissy Spacek is not really that appealing to look at?
0: Uh well, no, okay, th- okay, b- big part of that. A I totally could buy... Even though I could not buy... The Sissy Basic was uh, 16, because there's no way in hell I was buying that in the first movie. 17. 17? Yeah. That's what she's oh, yeah. supposed to be, yeah. Uh, in any way, teenager. No, no. In the original character, she looks 25. Which is funny, uh, because
1: Chloe Grace is supposed to be a senior in high school, and I have trouble believing that.
0: Yes. Like, yes. she...
1: In real life, I think she's still 16. She looks like she could be, like, almost 15 at yeah. times. I had
0: a I. Sissy Spacek plays a much better um, awkward individual. Chloe, I had a real hard time buying her being socially awkward and maladjusted. Um, even I she,
1: honestly, honestly, I, I thought uh, I thought she did a good job. I mean, it wasn't
0: I. She didn't do a bad job. I just preferred. Yeah, the, I, I, the, I, I the think Sissy Spacek. A
1: lot of a lot of people. A lot of people do criticize Chloe Grace Moritz. And they don't necessarily criticize her performance as much as they criticize just who she is, which she's a pretty attractive young girl that is known in all of her other roles as being pretty charismatic. Yes, yes. And it's it's a hard sell to then take her and be like, oh yeah, this is this really super awkward girl that doesn't know right. how to be yeah. with anyone. Blah, blah, and blah. that
0: and 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 that could just be like you said, the star quality uh, affecting how I'm seeing the film. Right. Um. But one of the things that I that I thought was more effective in the original, uh, during the prom sequence, um, uh, every time that carry and you know use her powers, Sissy's basic opens her eyes incredibly wide, like almost oh, naturally yeah. wide. Yeah, and that she I do just remember. Looks. She doesn't use her hands. She just looks. Real sharp looks. Uh, in or this one, Chloe yeah. uses her hands to she's kind of manipulate. She's almost like
1: being a, an, a conductor, almost. Right,
0: right. Um, and so that kind of was like, well, that's an interesting take. It, it didn't rub me the wrong way. It was
1: cool how she floated, though.
0: That was cool. I that was that very was cool. cool. That was very when cool. When she's
1: sort of like writhing through the air, yes. I thought that was awesome.
0: Um, now, the the other individual I want to talk about who I think knocked this out of the park was uh Julianne, Julianne Moore. Moore. She was good. She did an amazing job yeah, as the mother really and the just the the just creepiness.
1: Uh, let me ask you something. Did the mother in the original have that like those little Moments of like self mutilation. No, because no. that was unfreaking comfortable no. in this movie. That that was that was honestly some of the most horrific stuff. And it's not like she's doing anything ridiculously crazy, but it's just like taking. At one point, she takes a. Uh, I don't so so I don't know what it is the. The little pointy thing with, like, a ball
0: It's it's it's, it. it's it's, uh... Crap. My wife's a seamstress. Sure she would know uh, this. You
1: know what I'm talking about. If you sew, there's the little pointy tool that kind of creates, like, a crescent, and then on the other end is a little uh, it's a tiny for, it's ball It's for ripping point. out uh, yeah. seams. I, I do know point, what it's for. At one point, she's having a conversation, and, like, I don't know what her true motivation is. I think she's just disgusted with this woman, yeah. or just being, you know, super pious, and she just starts jabbing her thigh. Yep, just start just her ripping her thigh with open with this it. with the pointy thing and then you're just like, "No! <laughs> please don't do that."
0: Um yeah, she does she does a great job. Uh in the original, the mother was just a um uh uh like super super religious psychopath but didn't have but like she could have been any like 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 very religious individuals. She didn't have the outward signs of um mental problems, uh, that that Julianne Moore showed in this version of Carrie where like she's obviously yeah it 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 isn't just that she's a religious fanatic she is mentally ill right, right. Um, that be,
1: yeah that becomes pretty abundantly clear that she has yeah. like, oh right out of the gate very right like in the first problems. season
0: like the season the first scene yeah you show like oh she's crazy yeah <laughs> um and i thought she did a phenomenal job uh um, what did
1: you think because michael of Exit the critic pointed out that the portrayal of chris who is sort of the uh the bad guy, if you will, in the movie. I mean, Oh, uh,
0: yeah. What's her? Yeah. Portia,
1: Portia Doubleday portrays her in the new one. Uh, what did, what did you think of that role? Because according to Michael, her portrayal is much more vicious than, or, or maybe he said the opposite. I don't know.
0: Um, in the original, the, the character of Chris, you, you really, you know that she truly, truly hates Carrie. Yeah, like really hates Carrie, um, and then at, like once you get past that, then you start believing just how this the, this girl will do just anything to just right. ruin her life. She just hates her so much. In the remake, it's not as clear how much she the character hates her. Um, I I just didn't think she was as vicious as she's she,
1: more. She's more. Hateful of the situation that right. she's in, and she just uses scary- Carrie as a scapegoat. Right. Also, interestingly enough, this actress looks like she could play like a Carrie, like an attractive Carrie. But
0: yeah, she would have made yeah. I'm, I'm looking at her picture now. Yeah. Like I, I I picture someone like that more than Chloe. Like she's got those uh,
1: she's got those like eye- uh, eyelids that sort of just droop over her mm, eyes. Yeah. she looks a little creepy. I mean, she's obviously very attractive, but like she could be like a Carrie figure. Yeah.
0: And the other thing that let me down in this is I wanted. I was hoping that once you got to the prom sequence, that this movie would go completely off its rails, yeah, with just the most insane, um, just just crap. Well, yeah, because
1: interesting, um, Michael, who's also read the book, says that they hinted at this in the remake, but in the book. Which is actually, I didn't realize this. This is the first. Uh, the original was the first Stephen King adaptation, the very really? first. Yep, very first uh, movie from book adaptation. I didn't by know Stephen that. Uh, but anyway, in the book, Carrie actually like just tears apart the entire town. Like it doesn't. That doesn't stop, surprise me. It doesn't stop at the high school, and it doesn't stop you know just outside of the high school getting no. revenge, etc. Like she just like rips the entire town apart. And then and so th- it kind of goes- that's
0: kind of what I was hoping for in in the original. I mean, it's it's obviously it's you know the seventies. They didn't have that much money, uh, but when you get to the the prom sequence, uh, Brian De Palma, the director, makes some very interesting choices with the cinematography and the shot layout, where he actually splits the screen in half and shows Harry. Carrie watching yeah. things, and then shows and the other half the of the screen, mayhem. what's I happening. remember yeah I do remember and that I thought too. that is a cool shot and I don't yeah. know too many movies that do that kind of shot. Um and so for this you know the twenty thirteen carrier, I thought all right now that we have CGI and she's just manipulating objects which is just perfect for CGI I want to see some I, I want this movie to go completely off the rails. I want right. it to be just batshit insane. And there were some moments uh, like when she levitates the car and kind of hurls that and stuff, but for the most part, I thought it was pretty tame,
1: well yeah, compared to what I was imagining was interestingly happen. enough, I think again, this is going less off my memory and more off of what Michael said, but I think in the uh the prom scene, she's actually more merciful in the remake. In letting people live, yeah, oh yeah, she she versus Sissy Spacek, who I think like kills everybody.
0: Well, in 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 the original, like she kills the teacher, yeah, like who, who was completely innocent, had none. She just was flat nice out, to her, mur- yeah, flat out murders her. Uh, I think the only person that really doesn't you know eat it in it is the character Sue uh, Snail.
1: Right, because she's not actually in Amy Irving's uh, character. She's not actually in the. Well, she gets locked in.
0: She gets locked in a different room in the auditorium. But like, yeah, she's the only one who doesn't like eat it. Um, so I mean, like, it made some improvements, like I said, especially with the pacing and timing. Um, uh, but there were also some choices that I just didn't understand why they went that way.
1: I, I think the consensus is, and I can't say you know, even though I don't remember the original that well. I think this is one of these remakes that's serviceable, but it's not, you don't feel like it's necessary in the right. end. You no. just kind of feel like this just is something that exists now, but yeah. it didn't really need to be. And, you know, I can't necessarily, even though I liked it, I can't really disagree with that.
0: I mean, no, no, I, I, I had a good time, I enjoyed yeah. it. I don't know that I would, like, this is definitely not going to be finding its way onto my DVD, you know, my Blu ray right. shelf. Um, but it was worth seeing.
1: Yeah, I think the most positive thing that I can say about it, again, and, you know, this is more just a tribute to the story, uh, which was written by Stephen King, obviously, however many years ago, but it is interesting to me that it's really less of a horror movie than it is just kind of a a, a sad tale of, like, just what happens to, like, people that get bullied and, like... Right. It's, it's, a, it's a sad tragedy because girl... Bullied all her life, complete outcast, gets made fun of. Somebody steps up, tries to help her. Yeah, do something uh, legitimately do nice. Something legitimately nice. Something born out of not you know self interest, but uh, empathy and uh, altruism. And then everybody just ends up like fact, everybody was, just ends up that, just being. That was
0: one of the things I enjoyed when uh, seeing the movie with you and Michael. And you leaned over to me and you said. I just want everything to work out, and I know it <laughs> yeah, won't. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think I said the most horrifying thing about this movie is the realization that it's not going to work out. Like
0: I, you were like, I just want it to end right here. When she's like, "All right, you're 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 the prom queen. Woo! Yeah, credits. <laughs> like, yeah, you're like, that's what I want, and I know it won't happen. Yeah."
1: Though. And that's again, like I think, I think that's the best thing about Chloe Grace Moretz's performance is that she's really at her best not when she's being psycho Carrie, but when she's being like awkward Carrie coming into her own.
0: Okay, I can see she that. she kind
1: of sells that, like, like she'd be really good in one of those like legitimate like teenage coming of age stories. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I can't think of an example. But what's the movie where there's like a really nerdy girl who's clearly attractive, and they just take off her glasses, and then she becomes like—uh, like, she's all that. Yeah, <laughs> so, like a movie like that. Like I could easily see her being in a yes, movie like that. Yeah, she. Um, I could see her in that as well. And then you just feel bad when she just starts killing people. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's
0: uh slap a rating on this.
1: I'll give I'll give it a, a slightly above neutral because I did enjoy it. I'll give a slightly above neutral. Uh, Eleven out of twenty. Um, things that are stuck into <laughs> Julianne Moore in this movie, and I'm not saying that in a sexual way. I'm saying that <laughs> in a very, a, a much worse, violent, and really uncomfortable way.
0: Okay. Well, I'm 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 gonna go with a. Check about one of these. Oh, uh, yeah, a seam a s- oh, yeah, Seam, a seam Ripper. Seam Ripper. Thank you. The whole time... If my wife actually did listen to this podcast, the whole time we were doing that, she would have been
1: screaming, ripper! The 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 ripper! How do you not know this? Have you <laughs>
2: never sown?
0: Yes. I don't even know if that's the word. Sown. <laughs> what you reap
2: is what you sow.
0: Oh, so. boy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm going to... Parker's back! Parker's back! Parker's back, everybody! <laughs> uh, Yo, Parker, I'm you gonna, know I reap shit. <laughs> I'm going to give this... Um, Let's see here. I'm gonna give this um, 55 degrees out of 98 degrees uh, temperature of the pig's blood. Oh, I think
2: you're ground. gonna be the band. Yeah, great no. band. <laughs> oh.
0: All right. Well, I think our final thoughts is uh, yeah, go go see it. I guess. Carrie's
1: a movie. It's a it's, movie. I I think we both liked it. Yeah, it was all right. It's it just it just
0: didn't knock it out of the park. It's yet.
1: worth a watch. Probably nothing after that. So,
0: all right, moving on. So we got what? double Moving on. Double featured. feature. What? Uh, you guys, I didn't get a chance to go because I worked. Yeah, this is the first time that um, Parker and I are going to be the... Yeah, yeah. Now Chris
1: is the odd man. <laughs> That's right.
2: Now I'm going to go take Parker's dog for a
1: walk. <laughs> <laughs> Zelda, you want to go on another walk? Yeah, we're
2: yeah, up. yeah! All right, so uh, Matt and I on two, well, whatever. It's up. Matt and I got to see an early preview screening Ooh, of Ender's Game. Like, like Ender's we're real game.
0: critics. You can just yeah. get to see a screen, preview. Can
1: screening. I just say, I don't know why, but the title Ender's Game, and I've I heard about the title long before I ever read the book. Yep. always makes me think of like a power metal song. Yeah,
2: so I don't know enough metal to really Ender's uh, Game. <laughs>
0: like the kind of metal that you need to be listening to in an airbrushed van. Yeah, and <laughs> y-
1: your hair needs to be at least as long as Chris's to say that you're a true fan.
0: That's right.
2: So, yes, Ender's Game, starring Asa Butterfield. Oh yeah, you got to Yeah, I'll Ender's do Game.
1: Oh, this is the thing. Uh, the International Military seek out a leader who can save the human race from an alien attack. Ender Wiggin, a brilliant young mind, is recruited and trained to lead his fellow soldiers into a battle that will determine the future of Earth.
2: Earth. So, uh, Ace of Butterfield, I remember on the way up, I was asking you who, what he was in, you were saying, Hugo, the thing that I remembered him from afterwards was Son of Rambo, if you saw it. oh, that. I've never seen that's, that. Yeah, it's, and he's, yeah, no, he's, he's, not he's it. great, and that's a great movie, and you should definitely check it out. But anyway, Ender's Game, uh, based on a pretty amazing book if you haven't read it she definitely it's worth a read if you like yeah. science fiction i think we all, all three read. of us have read it yes, yeah. yes and sure, it's sure. one of those books that like you know you read now and it's and it's just cool but like at the time there was no such thing as like touch screens and internet and like the kind of computer gaming that he was doing. or even the
1: idea of like uh, like engineered children to be soldiers.
3: <laughs>
2: right, right. Like that was kind there was of so even a novel idea. There's so many novel things in this book when it came out that that in the science fiction world that are now standard. Like you right. have to have these things in a story now. But did, um
1: did we also mention uh we briefly talked about the actors in this movie, but we, did we also mention that this is like Haley Steinfeld's like right? next big movie? Yeah.
0: Yeah, she was in, of course, True Grit. Right, uh, the, we all know. The, the she's Maddie been Ross. In some other things, but yeah, some well, but minor like, stuff. Minor stuff, and then she does True Grit, and then she does a couple more minor stuff, yeah. and now she's doing
2: Ender's Game. And and in this, to you know, they kind of try to make her a, a mainish character, but she's not really on the screen enough to really be like memorable. But she does a good job. She does a good she job. Does a good but job. she's she she's more used as this. Female in the story than she right. is. Like, That's true. You know, like, where I mean, it's tough to stand up to true grit where she's like, you know, basically alongside Jeff Bridges, she's carrying this movie. Yeah, exactly. As, as his where She somehow overshadows these <laughs> actors that
1: are like super good and established. Yeah. She, yeah.
0: she manages, like, because like, she was like 14, I think, yeah. when she yeah. did. Uh, True grit, and she somehow manages to uh, out outdo I Matt will s- Damon. I and will
1: Jeff say Bridges. that of all the secondary kids, well, other th-
2: the guy who played Bean did a good job. Yeah, well, but uh, again, if you've read it, Bean is a really cool character. Yeah. Oh, so like, Bean was you, cool enough to get his own book. Right, After if, if you like the book, like you're going to like that character, even though he doesn't do t- too much stuff, you're just like, yeah, it's Bean. Yeah, it's Bean, <laughs> hell yeah, Bean. Also, no. I wanted to point out Bonso, right. Yeah. Did you ever in passing happen to watch Hannah Montana? I couldn't no. Place where I knew him from. Is that what he's from? He's like Rico in Hannah Montana. He's like one of the like mainish characters. <laughs> how old? Like, you know that? I, I, you know, I have niece and nephew. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I've, I've, I've watched, i watched it. But know. like, yeah, he, he, I was like, that guy sort of looks familiar. And I'm thinking, I wonder how many people are seeing this, like, that grew up on Hannah Montana and and are old enough to, you know, like, to go <laughs> to see a movie, whatever. Like, and then they're like, what? Because <laughs> he's like. You know, like, tr- trying oh, to be yeah. super mean and He's angry. He's, like, the and, most brutal of the kids. Yeah, definitely. So, uh,
1: yeah, but, I don't know, kind of, I guess yeah, I'll get, get into crit- the movie. criticisms out of the way. Uh, the cast, other than Asa is nothing terribly memorable. I mean, Harrison Ford also does a great
2: job.
0: Whoa, Ben Kingsley, he doesn't do a great job. He's, he's good.
2: It. He's in it for, like, maybe 20 remember, minutes. Remember, yeah, know. remember his character is not right. in it for a whole I
1: while. I mean, right, in, the,
0: right.
2: in the book, the character's
1: only in it for the last... That's time. true, but you get Ben Kingsley. And he's good, but also, let's not... we People love to always, you know, equate Ben Kingsley with, like, Oh, Gandhi! Gandhi, Gandhi, guys, Oscar. Oh, let's not forget, he's, let's done not forget. he's done some terrible films. some shitty things, he did, and lots. he's been shitty in them, too. Oh, like, yeah. Um, um, yeah. What was
0: that? Uh, uh, oh, fuck, the Sands of Time movie he was in. Uh, what, Prince of Egypt? Not... Prince of Persia. Prince he of was in Persia.
2: Prince of Persia. <laughs> he was also so, in Prince of Egypt, but that's like, a boy, so... There's definitely... <laughs> an
1: there, there's definitely... Ben Kingsley definitely has a bit of the, I really establish myself as this great... Uh, you know, Indian American actor. That's what I'm going to be now. Because, because you look at almost any role that he gets and he's like, we need this like really established, right. like <laughs> regal Indian guy. Yeah. Ooh, Ben Kingsley. <laughs> yeah. Or like not necessarily Indian, but just like, we need this like really just like established, like kind of, you know, royal person who's, who's kind of like got a hard edge to him. Oh, right. Ben Kingsley. Ben, ben Kingsley.
2: Sure. Um, I thought it was a great adaptation. You know, definitely, like uh, for what the book is to be adapted into a film, it's a tough. It's a really tough tough thing to do. Yes, and they, they, I think, did a really good job with kind of keeping you interested without, like, just having it be like too much, just explaining what's happening because in the book, there's like Matt pointed out when we were talking about it. in the book, it almost seems like Arson Scott Card is is shies away almost from from like really explaining like action scenes, and then getting or back to and then just gets back to like the yeah. Ender in his head and like it's him, very
1: cerebral, right? It's a very, it's very cerebral much book
2: about Ender, like. You know worrying about his past where he comes from like the fact that his one sibling is like ultra violent and his other sibling is you know compassionate and he's you know between these two polar opposites and he needs to be a perfect balance and he needs to like you know help save the world blah blah blah. And so like it, the book's very like about him thinking all the time just whatever. And right. so like then they'll be like and there's a battle scene and it happens in like maybe a page. And yeah. then it's like he, he the talk. first the first no
0: time talk. I read uh Ender's Game, I it took me forever to work out in my head what exactly the game was. Right.
1: <laughs> are you talk are you talking about
2: the game the Hanho game or the, the battle, battle sphere?
0: sphere? The 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 the
2: the video game he plays, no, or the, battle sphere the the where the, fly around? the
0: the battlesphere where they're like flying around okay. with the the the, the yeah, stun guns it's or whatever.
2: Very it took and fr- the pylons.
0: Yeah, it took yeah. me forever to try to figure out what it looked like. Actually, that that's in a compliment I
1: have for the movie. I thought they did a very yeah. good job representing that how that was in my head. Right. Really, the only difference is that they made the walls translucent, whereas which I pictured was way cooler, it, which was much <laughs> better to look at. Because in yeah. my head, it was like like. Gray steel. Right. It was almost like the yeah.
2: Cerebra in X-Men. Right. They're just flying around Which that. would be so boring
1: to look at. So they Super did a much br- better thing. But the layout was similar to, exactly. in my head yep. to how it was. I, I
2: agree. And it's exactly what I pictured. And I had said, like, when we first heard that this was going to be a new movie, I said, it's weird because, you know, the, you know, even, and then as the trailer started happening, you know, they focused on, like, the, the, the battles in space. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's such a small part a of the story minute part of the that story. like they're going to really like I, I was thinking it's really going to hinge on whether or not they're able to do zero gravity, like fighting, you know, well, because like that's like a cool looking part of the the major part of the story when he's like learning how to be a strategist. And like I, I was worried and, you know, to know to avail because it was very, very well done. And they also did. Uh, if you've read it, they ha- there's a reference to this video game, which is not a spoiler, that he plays. That's like, you know, like he just you know plays it in his free time. And we thought he m- they might cut that out when Matt and I were talking ahead of time because it was kind of like with the giant, the right, Like to all that feet. stuff. Yeah, the giant, so, and then wolves, and then a big right. snake, <laughs> and yep. all yeah. kinds of crazy and they, stuff. They definitely do, uh, you know, a little bit less with it, but they put it in there. And when it first came on, I was like, awesome,
1: yeah. Because I didn't think they would include it. I was like, this is too weird and symbolic. They're not going
2: to try to tackle this. And they did, and and they tackled it well. And it really, like, you know, and they also, um, okay, so if you want to go into spoilers. So we're going to talk about spoilers now. 'Cause there there are,
1: you know, yeah. people who haven't it, it, read the book, it's the important to kind of touch yeah. upon the things and that happened that you don't The know book will the
2: book has been around long enough that you should have read it by now. Like yeah. you really. And if not, stop and then you can Chris go will see
1: do it. the time code thing. Yeah, I'll I'll throw a time code up.
0: Skip to one hour and twenty minutes to avoid spoilers.
1: So, uh spoilers, one of the first things that comes to mind is the end and how they tackle the end of the movie is
0: i was going to ask that because the end of the book is such a like mind-blowing thing.
1: well well first of all before we actually get to the end you have to understand that this film does not touch upon peter and valentine's like political thing i knew that own. was going to get cut yeah. out they don't that, talk about that at all and really the really poli- they don't
2: talk about peter and valentine much at all yes. except to establish that she's loving and he's violent, like Peter's in it for like <laughs> yeah two seconds, yeah, yeah. like. Three and minutes. honestly,
0: that's something that needs to happen because I can you imagine how boring it would be? Like, all right, all this battle <laughs> school stuff's happening. Let's cut back to them, like as interesting as the it internet. is in the book,
1: right? It would well, the, the, it would be weird in the movie and it yeah. would be kind of uninteresting.
0: On the page, it works wonderfully. Yeah. In a movie, that would be so uh, such a bad idea. Yeah, definitely like here, here's them arguing on the CNN's
2: uh, message boards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they they cut that, but that's fine and they did do a slightly different take um which i was glad that they kept it in the whole thing with him finding the um the queen. this is post the end the, the crazy end but like when he finds the queen's egg you're right right like right. Uh, like they do a different take on it but a, but like in my opinion like a good take for mm-hmm. to to keep it in like in order to keep it in they had to kind of modify the story a little bit because you know, in the book, it happens. It plays out a little bit differently right, over right. a longer span like of time. He gets,
1: he gets sent to be an ambassador of another
2: planet. Yeah. None of that yeah. happens.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, I figured as much.
2: So they and and the way they the way they t- tell it is is kind of clever in my opinion, like a clever twist. Instead of just having it be what it was, they they twisted it and and it worked out well. Like kind of like what they did in Watchmen. You know, like they just twisted it. Enough to be like, oh, cool! This actually right. makes more sense. Right, like it, it may you know, made it a l- work a little bit better in context. But um, as far as the ending, the the major cool twist at the end goes, I will say that I was sitting next to Tony and his friend, and they both hadn't read it. And um, when 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 they finished the battle, and they're like, yeah, yeah, the um the guy like, and it was like real. It's, you know, they kind of play it out weird where the where the you know Harrison Ford and everybody watching is kind of just staring, and then like you know, and then a voice comes over and it's like, "We've got the feedback up," and then you see all this destruction and like everybody's confused. I, the one get, the, Tony's friend leaned over to him and was like, "Dude, I think this is really happening." Yeah, and like and like you could hear that's actually like, really cool. I didn't hear them say and that. Yeah, like he was like,
1: "Dude, this is because happening. I wasn't you know? sure so how like, obvious it was or not."
2: Hey, and he like he said, like, "I bet this is happening" or something like that, and and I thought. That's cool because like that is a huge awesome. Twist. Right, yeah, cuz in, really in, in
0: in the book, I remember the first time I read the book and, and they're you're going through and then it suddenly you realize at the same time Ender realizes like oh, <laughs> this isn't just a computer game. Yeah. I'm actually controlling ships.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was it was well done. It was you know, it was uh a little bit different than the book. Like Matt and I talked about like we we liked how they their initial reaction in the book is the commanders to start crying and like like to be yeah. like so filled with like because it's did like it. you know a decades right.
1: decades long war that's right finally right over and they basically just break down and this they're more like high fiving each other and just being like yeah well
0: yeah because if I remember writing the book like. The kids don't realize. Like after they're def- after they're defeated, the kids are like, "Hey, we won the game!" And then the the adults are, are so bawling because they're like, "You've <laughs> saved us, well, Ender." And he's like, "What are you talking? Oh shit!" And Ender's
1: Ender's <laughs> reaction initially is great because it is like he just won a game. He's just like, booyaka <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like a-
2: which because like, in the book, like I remember that was like leading up to the final battle. He was like stressed and on like the edge of his yeah. seat. Yeah, he was that's just, like, very I edge. can't take it anymore. And so then going into the final battle, he's like, "Well, f it. I'm gonna just start cheating like I did in in battle school, right? Like I'm gonna just start p- poking at the holes of this game right. rather than actually. Not, I'm, not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna play rules. it the right way. Right. I'm just gonna I'm just win just gonna it. Fucking by, win. Yeah. So he just like blows up the planet. He's like, there. Now what? Like, did you see that coming? And yeah. then they're like. Wow, <laughs> you know, we wouldn't have, like nobody would have chosen to do that it's had so, they not been you know it's knowing that it was like a real planet. <laughs> it, yeah. is cra- it is, and it is crazy though. Like
1: maybe this is because I wasn't thinking it in this way when I was reading it, but it is crazy to realize like when he's just ordering all these thousands of ships with real <laughs> people in them just to sacrifice themselves, right, and right. you're watching with. Full knowledge that these are actual people is and, yeah. and like being uh, well, being like, saying one guy's how like yeah. we're gonna lose our transporters, yeah, like the, nobody's gonna be able to. Yeah, lie Eli- like, is like, oh, yeah. the
2: transport. I'm losing my my ships, and he's like, doesn't matter. Focus like, on th- who like, cares. <laughs> we
1: need we need to. <laughs> sacrifice and the ships them. are just
2: blowing up, getting just swarmed by the buggers, and you're like, that's just that like like those cruisers are gigantic. Yeah, yeah. That's just like people on people running this thing, and this just like. Pff- just blows up. That's it. It's done.
1: And then, of course, <laughs> uh, a lot of people that had read the book criticized that the trailer shows you when the planet gets destroyed. Right? Actually, not true. Uh, the sh- The shot that most people think of when they see the explosion happening and the uh, little doctor going off is actually when the first time when they fire into the fleet. Right. Ah. That just kind of clears a path. The actual planet getting destroyed it's is pretty, pretty cool. ridiculous. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. The way they okay. do
2: it, really, really. Like, just the way, and, and the way they show him direct it happening, it really did a good job of, like, of showing, like, because, I mean, how do you show that he's, you know, manipulating forces from a single point with no controls in front of him? You know, like. Right. You know, it's, it's like. very minority, much Minority Report. Right. He's just removing uh, okay. his Minority and Report stuff.
1: Screen, uh, and, Sort and of manipulating Can't Wait for that technology. To yeah, exist, right. By the way. <laughs>
2: It, he's like doing it and and it and the way they show it happen and the way they keep cutting to the outside of the ship, the outside of the little doctor, and like the out- you know it's just i think it worked really well you you felt like he was controlling it, and they were listening and the the way they interacted with the the kids you know his his team like you were like, okay this is you know they're they're actually putting this together, and it right. was really cool how they how they were able to show that and then um so then the, the outside shots of, like, the during the battle are out of control. Yes. When it co- the like, sense of scale that they create crazy. is awesome. Yeah. Because
1: even, even on, like, the monitors that Ender's looking at where he's just kind of, like, it's cool because, you know, it shows him being able to zoom in and out of the battle. Yeah. like. Yeah. I don't know if you saw in the trailer. Like, there's points where he'll just like sort of zoom all the way into the planet, and then he'll zoom back out to his fleet. Right, and then you know his other his the other kids will be telling him like stuff that's going on, and he'll zoom out, and you'll just see this like swarm of <laughs> alien ships that it has to be like as big as the United <laughs> States. Like, it's just, just huge. Yes. They're just being engulfed, and you're just like, holy shit! That's yeah, insane. it just
2: looks like it just looks like dust. You know yeah. when you put your hand down on a baseball field. It's like, poof. Yeah. And it's just like each one of those is an individual ship shooting you. Like, <laughs> like one of the big cruisers is like this tiny crane. But, yeah, so uh, you, you know that like every RTS player was like, Oh, I
1: want to go play StarCraft. Uh,
0: I was about to say, everybody is like, I'm going to play StarCraft 2 now. i yeah. talk to you guys And later. they want to
2: play it on a screen like that. I mean, it's yeah, cool. Dra-
0: they're dragging like your your <laughs> 55-inch Flat screen, hooking their computer up. It's to like it. IMAX
2: like, theater. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna <laughs>
0: play. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play Starcraft on this. Hell
1: yeah! Yeah. So the battles, <laughs> yeah. both in space and in the battle sphere, yep, very well represented. I thought definitely, uh, which is what you need because even though it is a cerebral story, in order for it to succeed as a movie, you need to have those scenes of action that yeah. are that are compelling definitely. and. Going back though, it does still do a good job of displaying like Ender's like struggle, yes. internal struggle. And one of the best times that you really see that is at the end. After after he's been, you know, informed by Harrison Ford like you did it, you saved everyone, you know, he gets upset and he, you know, just starts crying and he just runs away and Harrison Ford basically follows him and you know, he says, "Look, you're going to be remembered as a hero and Asa Butterfield's response is just like no I'm gonna be remembered as a murderer right I just I right. just murdered an entire species yeah. and I did it when they were not even coming back to hurt us they were right. just they were just staying back we don't know why they were staying back and just sort of chilling
2: yeah and we, I like, just I just came and killed them Harrison Ford's like they were amassing a military and he's like right because we were invading basically yeah, yeah. like he makes yeah. that point like like we were like moving into their space. Like so they were like, get ready. And then they were like just kinda holding to see what would happen. And so he's just like, you know and so that that was really like It huge was intense and, and emotional. Yeah, it was good.
1: And the other thing too is that and I thought it was nice they, they make the one of my favorite quotes from the book the opening Quote of the yeah. movie, yeah, as you know black screen that has a quote by right, right. Ender and and it 's the quote that goes something like uh it's only when I am about to destroy my enemies that I truly understand them and I truly and I love, love them, them. Yep. Right. Which I think yeah, it's yeah. one of like that's... the coolest concepts yeah. in the book. Yep. Like, and I feel like that's some like art of war shit. That, yes, like, totally. When you like, it's true. Like, I feel like that has to be true. When you understand someone enough to like break them down, right. Like, you have a level of empathy that's almost on like that. That's love, almost. Yeah. But yeah. then you you use that to kill them. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of the, the things. G-
0: and okay, I'm I'm glad to hear that they kept that kind of theme in the movie because that was one of the my the one thing I loved about the book was like. The idea of like, well, who's the real bad guy here? Yeah,
2: definitely. And like, uh, they did only have him, like, probably, maybe kill Bonzo. They didn't. They didn't. And really, they don't
1: let you know whether he killed yeah, him. Or they not.
2: kind of like leave it. Like oh you know because they they want to keep it a little bit tame because right. when you read the and book, really it's like looking back on it you're like dude like Matt pointed out we were afterwards he's like yeah he killed like three children in the mm-hmm. process of becoming Ender yeah you know like yeah he, like, he he's like like he's and the thing <laughs> is the thing is
1: it's okay because in the film they make it blatantly clear that he accepts the possibility that Bonzo could die right like he sees him on like an operating table with some futuristic robot. Working on his like neck,
2: yeah, yeah. He's and he's basically like something. he's
1: gonna die, isn't he? And Harrison Ford's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, we got technology. yeah, <laughs> oh, it'll no, be fine. We're gonna send him home. It'll be fine. <laughs> so, um,
0: <laughs> so do you think this is gonna lead into a? Uh, uh, I don't know, like a bean, a bean, a bean yeah, movie, know. a bean movie. I don't know. Bean like, has his own uh, Ender from, Shadow. From yeah. what I, from what he's I a understand, great book.
1: from what I understand of the entire Ender series, is that there's a number of ways you could even go chronologically. Because there's books he wrote, like, much later that right. take place, like, right after this movie.
0: I have tried to read the entire, and it's some of them are bad. Yeah, some, some of, of them are they're...
1: very bad. Yeah. The story itself, I feel like the overall arc is pretty cool, but the execution is really... Yeah, I think like read... this book Rocky. is the best.
0: Oh, by far. So, yeah. like, you Where know, do you go from there? Yeah. I... I read, I read Ender's, uh, uh, Ender's Game, loved it. Read Ender's Shadow, which Bean is the main character, thought it was great. Uh, then tried to read. Um, s- is it Speaker for the Dead? Speaker
1: for the Dead is the second book. And written, I'm like, right.
2: that's the uh, sequel. Yeah, God, yeah and supposedly that's that's slow. pretty that's pretty yeah. boring. Supposedly it's
1: boring as hell. But
2: uh, yeah.
3: the
1: the thing is, from what I know of the the Ender Saga, I do want to see it. Like, I I want to fully read it. I don't just want to read it on a Wikipedia entry. I want to see it happen. But with. I don't want to read all those books because I know some of them are bad. <laughs> yeah. So I would actually like to see a series of <laughs> films that kind of tackles it and does a good job with them and right. kind of fixes some of the issues that probably the books have with pacing, et cetera. Yeah. Um, now, I know that makes a lot of people upset because that means that Orson Scott Card gets more money.
0: Uh, but di- at this point, I'm almost sick of hearing it. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, he's he's a he's a hateful, miserable old fuck. We all know this now. Like... Because and, and and part of me agrees like, okay, I I want to I want to boycott, but then also part of me wants to separate the art from the artist.
1: Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing for me. It's just like how I mean the the analogy I always use is. How can I, as a practicing Christian, get upset about something like this when I like will go and buy a black metal <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, album? Proce- all these proceeds go <laughs> to them burning churches.
2: <laughs> it's like
1: I've lived my life that way this long. I'm not gonna start switching just because it's about gay rights.
0: Yeah, like my, my feeling is like, okay, he's 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 this homophobe psychopath and Still wrote a really good book. Yeah, so and that's, like and that's fine. The, the
1: The work stands on its own. Yeah, the work stands on its own. Ultimately, when you choose to see this movie, you're not supporting a a hateful, you know, man and his ideology and his funds or whatever, because that's not what the work is. Right, you're supporting a movie. You're right supporting exactly. a good story that has nothing to do with its creator ultimately yeah.
0: like 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 i i i keep because for a while i was thinking about this with uh, mel gibson like because right. mel gibson's uh, a horrible yep. racist anti-semite does that mean I can no longer like the road warrior? Right. Because I fucking love the road warrior.
1: <laughs> right. But it's like he's not those characters.
0: Exactly. Right. Exactly.
1: Mel Gibson, the actor, is not Mel Gibson necessarily the man. And the characters that he's portraying and the work that he does can be fully appreciated and enjoyed right. w- while separating what he is in his personal life. Because when you get down to it, and we've talked about this before, some of the best people when it comes to making art in any shape or form are are the biggest assholes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> They're the worst people. Like you don't want to hang out with them. You no. don't want to support yep. them.
0: It's like uh, but I I, st- I still like Mike Patton. Mike Patton's music. And from all accounts I've heard, Mike Patton's he's a complete a prick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's just it's just the sort of the way it goes. It yep. it's sometimes it takes who knows. It's it's weird to say this, but sometimes it takes those like passions that people you know, in their spare time, used for, like, the worst things, but then when they put it towards, like, art, it somehow manages
2: to create something wonderful. Right. Well, Because also, they like, have that sort of, like, yeah, that drive definitely. in them. But also think about the point that, like, you know, we put time and energy, how much time and energy do we put in to interacting with our friends, being social, you know, being whatever. That's, a, like, a lot of time you don't realize you're spending doing yeah. that. Making small talk, learning how to interact with human beings, having empathy. Right. If you took all that time and energy and focused it onto one thing, like uh, your art, totally, it would yeah. be amazing. But then you would be a horrible you'd be, person. You'd be a
0: horrible. Right. Person you'd be a horrible human
2: and that's being. Pr-
1: that's also probably what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like. These people are, are masters of their craft because yep, they spend you know all what? their you, time yeah, on You Yeah, you become a master at something when you spend time doing that instead <laughs> yes. of the other stuff. That
0: and when you have entire just like legions of people telling you <laughs> that you are amazing and can do no oh, wrong, yeah. that's You mess start with you. to believe it and yeah. then yeah. you say crap like, what? Yeah. <laughs> What exactly. Orson Scott Card says, and it's like, ah, yeah. uh, crap. So no, don't don't let the fact that Orson Scott Card is a hateful, hateful man uh, stop you from enjoying his his work. Because yeah. uh, I loved the book, and from what I'm hearing from you guys, uh, you guys love the movie. And so. the interesting
1: thing we talked about this before we saw the movie is that the book, if you take it at face value, like it's so, it's
2: so almost against the. Things right, that he stands. For. There's there's certain yeah. moments that are like very like, you know, like where you, where you're like kind of, you know, a touching moment between two, you know, young boys of the same, you know, I mean, you know, I was gonna say boys of the same sex, but like two, you know, young kids of the same sex, and they have this touching moment, and it's not like it's like overtly homosexual by any stretch, but like it's definitely like, you know, like it takes a certain amount of. Empathy towards yes. relationships. <laughs> he right. also, he
0: also like, wrote this how many years ago and like has just gotten older and angrier. That's and more true. Yeah.
1: But but even but even the whole theme wi- uh, of the the overarching right. theme of the buggers and stuff, it's about like acceptance and yeah. coming right. to understand. <laughs> Coming to understand someone that's very different very from you, very different. That you almost very are like that at first you're hateful towards, right. but then you realize you're misunderstanding.
2: Well, at first you think that that their existence thereby threatens your existence because yeah. it maybe does in your mind at first. You don't first. get it,
1: and it seems like they're. just But then you, you realize
2: you could like live in harmony. This is this is a, <laughs> this maybe is, even this lo- is hilarious. How does to that me? sound familiar, Orson? <laughs> this is funny because does that yours- ring any bells
1: for you?
0: Here, here's a situation where someone is using um the individual's own work to derail their yeah. own opinion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's so. crazy. Alright, well, uh collaborating on this soccer here. Let's uh let's hear it. I'm gonna give it my highest rating yet. Oh, snap.
1: Not 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 necessarily, you know, proportion wise, but just in the numbers that I'm going to use. <laughs> I'm gonna give it nine hundred and eighty thousand Men and women of the United <laughs> States a Space Marine Corps <laughs> that Ender mercilessly sacrifices in the last sequence of this movie, out of uh, you know whatever plus two hundred thousand of
2: that. Okay, okay, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it uh, five Ender's out of game. Okay,
0: <laughs> <Nice>. all right, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I I will be putting the time code. Right before you speak, so yours is still technically a, a, a spoiler. spoiler. <laughs> that's fine. So be hateful. Work. That's fine. Uh, hateful?
1: <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. I guess it is kind of a spoiler. I'll
0: so. have to beep. I'll just beep all your stuff
1: out. <laughs> all everything. That's everything that says. <laughs> Eventually, Enter the Critic will just be. Welcome Chris. to the Critic. <laughs> yeah, sounds good, Matt. All right. <laughs>
0: Moving on. <laughs> so. All right, well, that about uh, wraps it up here for us on Enter the Critic. Uh, oh, does it? Does yeah, it wrap does. it up? It wraps it right up in a neat little package. Uh, as always, want to uh, remind everyone to check us out on Facebook, like us, uh, find us on uh, iTunes and rate and review us, tell a friend, hit that share button. Hey, tell two friends. We're three. Whatever you got to no, do. No,
2: don't get crazy. Just tell two <laughs> yeah, friends. Don't become
0: that guy. Come right? on, just we
2: don't want to be.
1: We don't want to be that kind of podcast. Right, where no. We just have everybody. We're an exclusive
2: like, podcast. Ooh. We're just for the few. We want the
1: cream listens. of the crop here. We want your good friends. They're going to appreciate <laughs> yes, us for exactly. who we are. No, I'll
0: don't. take. I'll take anybody. I don't care. <laughs> All right, Chris wants <laughs> um, the
2: bandwagoners. So <laughs> That's I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> But uh, you, ban- you bandwagoners know deep in your heart, I hate you.
1: Yeah, we don't appreciate <laughs> me and me and Parker do not appreciate yeah, you. Chris loves bit. you.
2: We hate you. Yep,
1: um, get out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, speaking of the Facebook page, someone and it's not been me has been uh, posting a lot of content. I assume that's Chris.
0: No, it's uh, Michael. Actually. Oh. Did
2: you not know that? He was talking about it at the end of Oh, list. yeah, that's right. He's he has admin, admin access.
0: access. Yeah, I said, so, uh, hey, you're on top of this yeah. way more than I am. Michael, you do this.
1: Michael now, not just uh, host and star of Exit the Critic, <laughs> but official media uh Our social manager. media
2: mogul. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I, I, I actually I asked no, him to do funny. that a few weeks ago because I'm like, I can never, like, I'm like, you're way better. Like, every time I would post something. On Entertainment like, yeah, I heard about that. He'd be like, "I already heard about that, and uh, like it was hours ago." ago and... so well, like, so you angrily, you angrily. It. You angrily no, it was me fine. going. Like, <laughs> you put it on there. It was <laughs> me like, going. You're so much
2: better at this than I am. You do it. But like the, it's funny because while we were driving to see Ender's Game, Michael, you know, was on his phone as as we all are, and I saw right him. Now, I saw him uh, see the um, what was it? The sequel to Olympus Down. Olympus is fallen. Olympus is fallen. Right, he mm-hmm. saw that there's going to be a sequel, and he's like, "Oh God, that's awful!" And then he's just like immediately navigates over to Facebook and posts it in the end <laughs> of the. Crowd. So you definitely picked a good person to do that. Yeah, because he, he like saw that news the minute it's getting posted, and then it's immediately on our Facebook.
0: I've uh, I actually I've been following on because uh, Facebook tracks all our stuff ever since I put Michael in charge of the uh, Facebook page. Um, our number of people seeing our posts. Have gone up nearly three hundred percent. Well, that's what
1: happens when you have them.
2: Yes, <laughs> it's kind of hard for them to see posts hey, when there are new. Ready. Episode. That's that's <laughs> it. You get that hey. every other week. Hey, everybody! We got a new episode. <laughs> see you in a week. Hey. <laughs>
1: I'm not I'm not just Chris hey. it's not like I was posting any shit. At, there. Le- at
0: least I at least I have the uh, uh uh site to go, hey, I'm bad at this. I Chris, I My internet see, poorly.
1: Chris, I would see like movie news that like I thought was fairly new and I'd even think to myself, Ah, I this should, should be, s- that. This would be something to go in a critic. I'm gonna do other things. <laughs>
2: And, like, you're like, all I would need to do is make three clicks. Yeah, I could just copy uh, no, and then click <laughs> another tab and then uh, paste it. Bothered. But the idea of that is so awful. But then you proceed to then look at a billion other things online <laughs> I just for keep, another four hours. I just want to keep going. I can't stop now and share stuff. That's momentum. It'll ruin my momentum. <laughs> ruin my momentum.
0: Well, yeah. So, yeah. My, uh, uh, but, yeah, not th- this means the listeners, uh, feel free to comment and get, yeah, get, and involved. get involved. So also want to uh, remind everybody to uh, check out InFocus Filmcast, our buddies over there. If um, you want
2: a serious podcast. If, have, if, you, if you want a serious
0: movie podcast, for, you guys know stuff, a lot more stuff than we do. Uh, check check them out at InFocusFilmcast.com. I uh, also want to thank uh, Bobby Roberts for the use of our theme song off the Geek Remix
2: albums. May he rest
3: theme. in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Too.
2: Damn it. In memoriam, <laughs> we'll never forget you, Bobby Roberts. <laughs> 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 My fist is raised no, in he's still, solidarity. Fist,
1: <laughs> fist straight to the sky, brother.
2: He's, he's still alive. <laughs> he oh, he what? Has his, he has. I his thought own. he died well,
1: in spirit. I thought he, he died when own. all that
2: money was on him. <laughs> <laughs> he has his own podcast. Well, you know what happens
1: sake. when you become rich and famous and greedy? And greedy. <laughs> you start can, doing you can coke his... three times a day. You can get his
0: <laughs> albums over at com uh,
1: for
2: free. They're for free, damn it. They're for free. And all that money goes straight to his his wonderful dog. That no. Actually, we should note mo- that that money goes towards his support of anti-heterosexual families. Yeah. Uh, he's super against them. Right. <laughs> he's super against Only...
1: anti-heterosexual families. Now there's a lot of double this negatives is, there, but is, uh
0: just I don't it. know. Like I said, there is a slight possibility he may listen to this. Chris, that became irrelevant a long (laughs) time ago. You're right. If he actually did listen to this, he probably would have emailed me by now and go, hey, knock it the fuck off. And and more importantly,
1: that's not going to stop me and Parker from (laughs) just defaming his life.
0: Anyway, you can get them at geekremix.com for free. They're for free. Small price. Uh, (laughs) Pay what you want. Uh, Minimum you can't, of five dollars. You, 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 you can pay what you want as long pay as that's what you free. Want above
1: five dollars, l- as long
0: as that's free. <laughs> Damn it! All right. Well, uh, oh, oh, also uh, one thing I wanted to start uh, a suggestion from a listener. Um, we should uh, we we used to do this a little bit. I think we should go back to it is uh, start announcing what our uh, Netflix movie is a week ahead of time. So, so next, episode. next episode is going okay. to be. Uh, the House of the Devil, yeah, uh, Netflix Instant Play. So
1: it's a good thing we have a week till we need to record that because I didn't watch it. So. Yeah,
0: well, don't worry, I've seen it <laughs> several times. So
1: <laughs> you're just gonna talk all We're about it.
0: Talk all about it right now, actually. So, all right. Well, until next time, I'm Chris Klump.
1: I'm Matt Schaefer.
0: Goodbye.